On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. A proposal being brought to uh, to Cabinet this Tuesday by Stephen Donnelly concerns a review of the current law on abortion, a law that was introduced after the referendum to repeal the Eighth Amendment back in 2018. There are a couple of significant aspects to those proposals. One of them is the removal of the mandatory 72-hour waiting period for somebody who's in the first 12 weeks of their pregnancy and who wants to access a termination. The proposal is that that be made advisory rather than mandatory. To discuss that and some of the other aspects of what's contained in this report, we're joined on the line by Orla O'Connor, who's the chairperson of the National Women's Council of Ireland, and in studio by Eilish Mulroy, who's a spokesperson for the pro-life campaign. Um, thank you both for joining me this lunchtime. Eilish, I'll start with yourself. Um, what do you make of the proposal to uh, get rid of the mandatory waiting period instead make it advisory for somebody to wait 72 hours before accessing the medication that they are legally entitled to? Thanks for having me on the programme, Gavin. I mean, I think that proposal and many other the proposals that um, are, are set to come out as part of this review are very uh, wide ranging, very sweeping, as even the Irish Times called them sweeping changes. I think they're contrary to what the people were um, assured of prior to um, repeal of the Eighth Amendment. And I think the three day waiting period, um, you know, we know from parliamentary questions that nearly 4,000 women have not gone back for their second consultation. Now, not, not all of them are people who have changed their mind uh, mm. during that 72 hours. These people but whose ta- circumstances have changed or absolutely and there, through other means. There yeah. could be small numbers of those, but certainly there are thousands of women who, t- who availed of the 72 wait period. I know some of those women myself who are listening to this programme, who are holding babies of six months, 12 months, 18 months. And I think that, you know, it's very important when you're taking a decision, such an irreversible decision in so many areas of life when people are making big decisions we encourage them to take time and the idea that, that we would remove that time um, would be would mm. be really concerning and not, not, and not only that it was part of the promises that were made to the public people like uh, senior ministers like Simon Coveney himself uh, came out and said that was one of the reasons why he was comfortable voting mm. yes how many people voted yes based on, on those comments well, and, and, and you know Yeah well sorry to interrupt you but I'll come back to the, the procedural angle of whether this was something which should be changed so soon after the referendum given that it was what was on the table at the time but on the substance of the 72 hour waiting period Orla O'Connor you're on the line with us from the National Women's Council um, as as Eilish has said several thousand women who availed of the first appointment with a GP and didn't go back for the second now some circumstances may have changed they may have access to termination through other means they may have gone to Britain they may have miscarried but there's evidently a large number of people who went to a GP for the first one who very well may have changed their minds in the meantime is that something that the law should still permit them to do? Well, good morning, Gavin. And I mean, I think the first thing to say is, so um, at the moment we're talking about a review that hasn't been published. We expect it to be published on Tuesday. Um, and many of the organisations who have been working to provide, both to provide abortion care and to campaign for it, will be holding a press conference on Thursday to give our more detailed response when we see it. But based on what we are seeing coming out of it, I think one of the things that's really important is that this is an evidence-led review. And that's why, and I would really um, commend the Minister uh, for conducting quite extensive research into the experiences of women, because that is critical in terms of reforming, of informing the view that we're having. Mm. And I, I think one of the things that has um, also happened in this period, we're, you know, we're seeing very clear, like, for, for example, from the WHO, they um, introduced their guidelines in 2022, and they recommended that mandatory waiting periods would be removed. And I think, you know, that is quite a critical piece. So what, We've what, also what is seen, the, the rationale then for removing that mandatory waiting period, given that there is no, evidence of, of thousands of people uh, availing of that period to change their minds? 
because there is no clinical evidence for, you know, for the purpose of them. In fact, people see them as quite patronising and that would have been seen very much in terms of both our research and in the research into the experiences of women. We've also seen a key provider of abortion care, the Irish Family Planning Association, have said from their, um, you know, from the services that they provide, that 97% of the women um, from the first appointment proceeded through the procedure. Okay. So there is, and there is no, there's no other medical procedure where we say to people, go off and think about that. Because it assumes, of course, that people haven't thought about it in the first place. And we know, we know from all of the research, and, and we heard so much of this as well during the referendum campaign, how much thought and consideration goes into it. And I think, you know, what's, what's really important about this review, and we know as well from research that we've conducted, is that we don't want a situation where women are continuing to travel to access abortion care. And that's exactly what's happening in Ireland right now. We've seen some okay. of the stats that over 775 women accessed abortion care in England and Wales between 2019 and 2021. Mm. And what we okay. want to see is a situation where everyone who needs abortion care can access it at home. Um, Eilish Mulroy, that argument then that 97% of people do go through with the second appointment and the others may have a change of circumstances in the meantime and that it's somewhat patronising and infantilising to require a three-day waiting period for this when there isn't anything comparable for any other medical procedure at all. It's an interesting point, uh, Gavin, but uh, in fact, the IFPA, uh, who came out with that uh, percentage, is a is an organisation that has, is on the record as campaigning for abortion. Most abortions are happening through the GP, through GPs, not, not necessarily through the IFPA. And the overall figure is one in five women have not gone back for the second appointment, i.e. 17%. So I think the question That'll needs be to be asked. What, well, one in five, one in six. The question needs to be asked why the IFPA figure is so high, 2.5%, with only 2.5% okay, change but, of their minds. But, but, but nonetheless, on, on, the, on the substance then of, of how some people see this as being somewhat patronising, that they would be required to go back to GP twice, particularly in circumstances where, let's remind ourselves, that the reason why the 12-week was introduced was largely to cater to people who had been the victim of rape or sexual assault because there is there is no other way to conclusively try and wait for a criminal procedure to go through before you could avail of a termination and in cases where somebody is living quite a distance from a GP who's prepared to cooperate with them that it might be quite a, a large traumatising thing to have to make two different visits to a GP uh, twice in 72 hours to avail of the medication. There's a couple of things that you've raised um, there Gavin. First of all the abortion numbers are so huge that they don't suggest that there was a problem with access the, the, the Minister for Health told us that in 2022 there was eight and a half thousand abortions. That's one baby aborted for every seven being born. That's empty preschool or p- children missing from classrooms all over the country. Secondly, on the three day wait, um, your last contributor spoke about an evidence led review. I completely not agree with that because the UNPAC study, which is the biggest study that informed this review, carried out by Catherine Conlon of Trinity, because mm. herself on record as being in favour of repealing the Eighth Amendment, failed to interview one woman who availed of the three day wait. So how can you say you've had well, do, you know, do we know for certain she evidence. hasn't done that when we haven't seen her report her, the unpack study has been published It's the, the, that's informed the review the review hasn't been published yet so that's Google, people can Google that, okay. that that's out there but we don't so know for you, certain you, you whether know, the secondary we, documents the have other, done so the other thing Gavin is that like you know we're not listening to the lived experiences of many women and you know we, we haven't the women who have regret their abortion women who have 
avail of the three-day wait, women who have been coerced into abortion, because we know that many women uh, suffer coercion. We know there was an, an article in the Irish Examiner report about a woman who was locked into a room and forced to take abortion pills. That was in the Irish Examiner last year. And yeah. yet we're not hearing about that. So I think people have to, you know, understand and listen to the real lived experiences of women. And we okay. in the pro-life movement often hear from women like that who've been through abortion. Only this week I was speaking to somebody who was who regrets their abortion and who really feels like, um, you know, really wasn't given the full story. And I think all of those experiences have to be, you know, considered. And the other thing, Gavin, is, you know, we're talking about the extreme recommendations of the review and they are extreme. Even the Taoiseach acknowledges that. But what's, we have to also talk about what not what's not in the review, the inhumanity that the abortion law has brought about. For example, okay, well, we know that babies have been born well, alive okay. after failed abortions uh, and that's not been discussed. I, I, I don't mean to, to negate that, but I think it's, it's beyond the scope of what I want to discuss here mm-hmm. now. I, I don't have that Irish examiner piece in front of me, Orla. I don't know whether you have the details at your fingers that you might be able to, to comment on that. But if you might also comment on the other argument about this, which is that, um, and Eilish has just touched on it, that when the referendum was held in 2018, it was done with the general scheme of this legislation in mind, so that people weren't voting, um, you know, just to, to leave a legal void. They were voting with the present law effectively on the table. And many people may have voted yes in the referendum with the assurance or with the comfort that this 72-hour waiting period would be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing to say, it is critical that this review is evidence-led and based on the experiences. And in the National Women's Council, with our over 190 members, we're always and continually talking with women. And we've heard so many of those experiences and the difficulties with access. So it's 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 critical and, and it is important that it informs the review. And it's also important that the new World Health Organization guidelines inform the review. Mm. In relation to the wider question, you know, is, is this what people want? We're not talking about a referendum that sort of, you know, was marginally through. We're talking about one in which over 66% of the population voted to legalise abortion in Ireland. Mm. And what they voted on was to put a provision in the constitution, that provision would be made by law. And and the government rightly so said, and we're going to review that law. And that was part of the legislation always to have you know, to have a review. So, and, so and if Eilish or others say, would say, and I'm sorry to interrupt, Orla, but if, if Eilish or others were to say that people voted with the present law in mind, your mm-hmm. answer is that the present law also committed to a review within a few years anyway. Absolutely. But also just to say in 2022, the National Women's Council, we commissioned a poll to, to see where public opinion was at. And I think a really important piece of that was 80% of the public felt no woman should have to travel. And 79% said that doctors should be trusted to provide abortion based on clinical best practice and professional judgment. Okay. So in our view, there is more support by the public. And in fact, we know and, I, you know, I know this in so much of, of the work of the Women's Council, people are genuinely shocked to hear that couples are still having to travel because they really felt that they voted so that that wouldn't happen. And they're shocked that women are still having to do it. Okay. So so I, I, th- I think that is so important because I think the Irish public wanted to make sure that abortion could right. be provided in Ireland. But that's not happening for some people. And that's what the review needs okay. to address. Uh, I'm sorry to have, to have cut across you and to cut you short. I've been afraid we're, we're completely out of time on this. No doubt this is something that we're going to be discussing at much more length when these proposals do go to cabinet be discussed here on News Talk and I'm sure elsewhere in the weeks to come. In the meantime, Orla O'Connor, Director of the National Women's Council and Eilish Mulroy of the Pro-Life Campaign. Thank you both very much for joining me on the record today. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.